do you think there's a greater chance of us making first contact or discovering that we live in a simulation? <laughs> uh, I, I would actually put my money on sim- simulation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> actually, same. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> I want a refund. This game is not fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you guys are ready to simulate some pitches. Oh, my awesome God. everyone welcome to can we save the cat a podcast where we bullshit our way through uh ideas and figure out what the best one of the night is how is the best intro i've ever heard that's amazing amazing that was fantastic you gotta you gotta introduce yourself though oh yeah hey uh i'm tiffany albright a writer director and producer i am brian hayes a writer and actor and I'm Andrew Brandt, award-winning novelist. I knew you were going to say that. Every time. You have to I say it. Say <laughs> you that. have to. Um, so we're recording this in like a weird, you know, the, the post-Christmas pre-New Year's. Tiffany, Andrew, and I discussed our New Year's resolution, uh, of which his is to twerk. <laughs> I don't recall I can't, I actually can't remember what you said. Danny's was to twerk. Danny's was to twerk. And then you were like, uh, to twerk. <laughs> um, <laughs> also to twerk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Tiffany, what's your uh, New Year's resolution? Um, my New Year's resolution, I think right now, is to uh, survive production on my next film, <laughs> which is like coming up so quick now that we're That's awesome. looking down the barrel at 2022. Yeah, I, uh, man, it's been crazy seeing like, (laughs) Andrew, I think last time you had referred to it as 2020 part two. 2022. Yeah. It it is. We literally are doing that. I read that uh, NASA has hired 24 theologians to study how we would react when and if we find alien civilization, which makes me believe that we have now found the main plot. For this season. That's that's fair. Now, I'll counter that with the belief that I have, which is like, I kind of think like at this point with all we know about the universe and how vast and expansive and there's something like 300 plus planets out there that we know of that have like Earth-like conditions perfect for life or something like that. If we know all of that. I think at this point, like you kind of have to assume there's aliens, right? Like it's kind of naivety if you think we're truly alone. And here's the thing. I'm going to take that argument and I'm going to get you with this. The universe that we know it is something like 6 billion years old. or thir- I'm sorry, 13 billion years old. The earth is six and a half billion years old. So of the universe's time, the earth is half of that. Okay. And then humans, humanity has existed for only a hundred thousand years of that. And of that, we've only been technologically advanced for a hundred years. So a hundred years out of 13 and a half billion, I posit that we are absolutely alone at this moment. Now, have there been other civilizations in the past? Maybe. Will there be more in the future? 
maybe, but the mathematical probability of another civilization as advanced or more advanced than us existing at the same time of us as us is so minuscule, I almost have to say we are completely alone. Interesting. I would think that as far as being alone currently, this <laughs> this podcast is already off the rails. This is what happens when Danny and or Justin are not here to rein me in. <laughs> but I would I would say that I don't know. I'm not saying that, you know, there's tons of other species and, and aliens out there and whatnot. I just think that we are barely scratching the surface. Like James Webb is going to expand on what the Hubble telescope has given us by like 10,000 times or whatever the stat may be. And so like, I just think we're barely scratching the surface of what is out there and what we truly know as possible. And so because of that, like, I, I agree that th we may be one in a cycle, but I think we'll either find evidence of life or find evidence of previous lives. Um, I think it's just like an inevitable that eventually there, there is more out there and eventually um, our paths will, will cross, whether it be in this iteration of humanity or, you know, down the line, whatever. I think it's impossible to know mm -hmm. unless, you know, like we have first contact or something, but I think it is a bit naive to think that it's happened once. Oh, I don't think it's happened once. I think it's happened over and over. I think the cycle happens over and over. But here we go, going off our rails. <laughs> uh, as far as a, a an advanced civilization that gets to the point where it can explore its local space area with without killing themselves first is so minuscule. I, I, I think we're it, at least oh, right yeah. now. Right. Tiffany, do me a favor and, and rein us in a bit and just tell me uh, something good that happened to you the last week. Uh, I got to hang out with some awesome people in my PJs all day while we binge watched terrible Christmas movies. I really can't. What channel? Yes. Uh, Netflix. <laughs> oh, we are a Hallmark Christmas channel uh, family. We like the sappy, over-the-top rom-coms. But, like, it's weird because some of them we'll watch unironically. Like, we truly enjoy them. And then some of them will just absolutely rip to shreds. <laughs> there is one that came out with Superman, uh, Brandon uh, uh, Routh or whatever. He was in one of the Hallmark movies. Oh, my gosh. And it was called, I believe, I might have to Google this, but it was called The Nine Lives of Christmas, where his cat <laughs> met another cat, and they fell in love, and then him and the owner of that cat also fell in love. Um, I love it so much. That sounds beautiful. Yeah. It does. I, I could be fudging this number slightly, but I, I read sometime in the past week that 146 i believe original christmas movies premiered just this year so bless wow. hallmark lifetime everybody who wants a piece of this pie because they are employing a lot of people that's cool yeah i'd work on a hallmark yes <laughs> yeah i'd walk on i'd work on a hallmark have you heard half of my pitches yeah hell yeah i'd work on hallmark come come colin come on how many Hallmark scripts do you think you could crank out in one year? Yeah, you know, there's know. some of these some of these independent romance writers, man. I mean, they're they're putting out twenty or thirty books a yes. year. Wow. It's insane, uh, and like full fledged fifty, sixty thousand word 
romance novels. I mean, they're doing like two or three a month and their audiences are just gobbling them. So I can't imagine like if you get that kind of gig with Hallmark and you've got that kind of drive, you could probably pump out, you know, two or three scripts a, a month. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. I can't. I can't. Um, okay. Let's uh let's do pitches. Um we'll go reverse alphabetical. So that means Tiffany, you up. I like it that we started uh talking about Hallmark movies and, and rom coms. Mine is sort of a a rom com gone wrong, but if we wanted to, we could bring it back around to right. So I was thinking a lot this holiday season about the idea of of wish lists and and gift lists and Amazon's wish list particularly. So my pitch is uh, that after a messy breakup, a woman's ex hijacks her Amazon wish list or some kind of online gift registry in advance of her upcoming birthday, and she is flooded with things that will make her miserable or otherwise ruin her life. <laughs> The part that's undeveloped is what she does <laughs> when that begins to happen to her. Uh, but I, I think it is a feature and it is somewhere in the comedy lane, but that could be, be anywhere from like romantic comedy to like dark comedy. Okay. So wish list okay. hijack. Hmm. Okay. Mine is kind of inspired by like, <sighs> the Netflix like action movies. Um, but there was this one called the lovebirds. It starred, uh, yes. Camille Nanjiani and Issa Rae. Yeah. So fun. It's pretty solid. And it's basically about two people kind of at the end of their relationship and they get unwittingly into this like gigantic crime, um, plot i don't know um and so it kind of like rekindles their romance a bit and uh it's really good it's a really solid movie mine is kind of the same thing but two people who are close in a relationship are on a road trip and weird shenanigans start happening to them right like the gas station they're at randomly explodes and there's a 15 car pilot behind them while they're on the highway. You know, random shenanigans that happens on a road trip. Well, come to find out the reason why is because one of the two people on this road trip are a, an undercover CIA agent, and they have information that bad guys are trying to get. And as they're trying to get across country, you know, it's kind of like the, uh, Oh, what's that? Like the MacGuffin or whatever. They're just trying to get across country so they can hand in the, you know, information that they have or testify for court or something. And, um, people are trying to prevent that. So yeah. Road trip comedy could be rom-com could be family bonding, could be just friends, whatever the case. Uh, but yeah, two people road trip, bad guys trying to kill them. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. All right, Andrew, what's your indie music pitch? Not an indie music pitch. My <laughs> sole goal on this podcast is entertainment purposes only. <laughs> I always come to this with what pitch am I going to give that's going to give our audience, you, the listener right now, what is going to give you the best 45 minutes of your day of your week? And oh, here we God. go. It is. Award-winning pandering right here. <laughs> Jesus, Andrew. Ted meets Toy Story, meets Kick-Ass, okay? We're going to start 
with a family in bed, and this entire family is murdered in their sleep in the middle of the night, except for the living teddy bear who witnesses all of this, who is alive and sentient, and he makes it his life goal to become a superhero to go kill the bad guys. So he survives the, <laughs> he survives the murder. He gets out of the house. He finds other toys that are, like, cast aside on the dumpster and that kind of thing. And he finds an old like a Mr. Miyagi-type character toy who, who teaches him karate and, and killing techniques. And he goes and finds and kills the bad guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, my gosh. Now, uh, huh. Okay, so, Andrew, um, <laughs> how are we going to do this? CGI. So live no, action no, no, with no, CGI no, no, characters. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I meant uh, screw it. We'll just do same order. I'm bad at picking orders. Same order. All right, that Tiffany, you got to go first. I know that makes it hard for me, but it does make sense. I know. Oh man, yeah, I love a road trip movie, and me too. I love an opening with a family being slaughtered. <laughs> so it's like really, it's really tough. But I am gonna, I'm gonna throw my hat uh, for Andrew's idea. The teddy bear turned killing machine vigilante justice. So, is it, so our very first ever episode, uh, Teddy's Guardians of the Night, it's like a, a bear kind of protecting his kid. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if this is like that or... Okay, so, okay, here's a couple of questions I have. Would it be like... MPAA rating it for me. NC-17. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, so, like, straight to Netflix. Uh, Rated M for Mature, for sure. Okay. And Lots it would, of you, blood. It would be full CGI or it would be, like, live action CGI? Like, live action CGI. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. It's, it's like Ted, not Toy Story. Got it. Um, but with the heart of Toy Story. <laughs> it's Deadpool if the characters were animated, right? <laughs> Like there you if go. Deadpool were a teddy bear. <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go Tiffany's. My pitch for that would be that we actually pitch it as like a Hallmark movie <laughs> and actually try and like camp the shit out of it. But we don't have to do that. But that's kind of like where it's at in my head. Uh, Here's the thing. I think. Tiffany's as a rom-com would be hilarious because that is the setup for her finding her true love who's going to help her get rid of all this stuff, you know, her, her next door neighbor kind of thing. That said, when, you, when you're talking about road trip, CIA agent, that's my shit and I, <laughs> and I want it and I want it bad. Gotcha. Okay. So we got to go. We got to go to the random number generator. Yep. Uh, it is. <laughs> Let me click it a few more times. <laughs> no, it is. Uh, it is Andrew. So it is. Um, it is one. <laughs> we are going to be doing murder teddy bear, uh, superhero. Mm-hmm. I'm in awe. I have no. <laughs> I have no idea what to do on this. I want you to imagine uh, Ted, a mocap 
CGI teddy bear slitting throats. No, yeah, yeah. It's going to be um, great. Yeah. I'm going to throw a counter to the live action CGI and say, what if we did it full CGI? Or even what if we did it hand-drawn animated? Because there's things like Sausage Party um, and uh, the new Santa. So there, the there's a new show. I think it's on Hulu, maybe HBO Max, about Santa Claus. It sounds really wholesome, but it's got like Sarah Silverman and Seth Rogen <laughs> and like Paul Rudd and just all these like, you know, raunchy comedians and stuff. And it is not for the faint of heart. Um, so I imagine stuff like that. And uh, there's that superhero mansion show. I can't remember what that's called. But my my TLDR is what if we went a different medium? Because those are claymation. We've got Sausage Party and stuff like that. The CGI hand-drawn animated. I've never seen anything like that. It could be kind of cool to play with, especially given how like Mitchell's versus the machines and Spider-Verse and all that are like handling the, the melding of those mediums. I think it would be kind of cool to play with that. Gotcha. I was going for the most serious theater actors we could possibly find to take this as serious as possible and and running around with this CGI teddy bear who's out for blood. Interesting. Okay. I actually am coming around to this now because I like that. Well, I like the idea that it's going to mean that we have to have like some really serious meat to this story yeah right? like this bear has got to have <laughs> just such a great depth of character <laughs> there's gotta be something it, it can't just be john wick right it can't just be taken it's there's gotta be something more to okay okay i'm, I'm starting to piece it so teddy bear's family gets murdered mm-hmm. um he goes sets out on this revenge and then Maybe there's one other CGI character or a a live action person that takes him under his wing and teaches him. Um, Like you mentioned, the Mr. Miyagi. My pitch to that will be our midpoint is he finds out that the Mr. Miyagi is actually like the the head of the syndicate that ordered the hit on his family. And it's not really like the, it's kind of like one of those situations. I love in a movie whenever somebody has like this, uh, it's kind of like Thanos, right? Where in Endgame, when the second Thanos comes, right? And he's killed Vision already and Wanda's back or whatever. And she's like, you took everything from me. And then Thanos is like, I don't even know who you are. And like moments like that are so powerful to me. So to have this like Mr. Miyagi heads of the syndicate order this hit on this family that he has no idea is even connected to this bear. And this bear is chasing this revenge against it. And whenever he finds out he's deeply affected, but to the the crime boss, it was just a Tuesday. He was just ordering a hit because that guy was behind on his payments, you know? Um, something like that. So it's like a nothing burger to him, but it's what's driven this character beyond the edge. Yep. And we need a we need a strong character arc for this bear that he realizes that uh, he thought his entire life up to this point that everything was innocent. And the reason that his family was murdered was because uh, the dad was involved in, in, a, in a 
competing crime syndicate. Ooh. So that their memory yeah, also becomes complicated. Yeah, he's going to have to do a lot of growing. And then I think, Brian, to build off of your idea that he he has these these skills and and you know he's willing to use them uh this bear so uh, perhaps this this miyagi figure is scouting him right and is mm. training him to invite him into the very same crime family uh that you know was the sworn mortal enemies of his family yeah yeah and that could also be interesting because if the bear was unwillingly you know, if his family that was murdered was he, he was their, you know, bear and he was the, the son's bear or whatever, he could really struggle with that. Right. He could really struggle whenever he pieces it together. Maybe he finds out at first that he's with the other family and he's struggling with this, like blood versus, you know, the family that you make or the family that the family you made along the way he could be struggling because this new boss and this new person have embraced him so heavily. He feels so loved and it's not until he, I don't even know what his, what his moment would be. So, Oh yeah. So if that's the case, why would he flip back to the original family? He doesn't, he makes his own way. Exactly. Ooh. Okay. He burns them both to the ground. He says, I don't want to be involved in any of this. And well, yeah, maybe, but maybe it's not going so far as to renounce <laughs> violence in its entirety. But he's got a more nuanced view of the world, right? Like, like Brian was saying that the beginning, you know, boy and his bear couldn't get more innocent than that. And then he goes to a very dark place when he realizes the world is terrible and people you love die, and he becomes murder bear. Right. And gains this reputation. And then it seems like this this figure has sort of appeared in his life and is teaching him how to manage his bare emotions and to trust again. And then that all turns out very poorly. Yeah, I think that's the, the beginnings of a of a nice arc for him. I think you hit the title, though, and call it Murder Bear. Murder Bear. <laughs> has it, have either of you seen Kung Kung Fury? No, but I no. I know a little bit about it, yeah. Okay. It's this 20 30 minute short film um about a yeah, this uh cop he, he's a good cop and his partner is murdered in the line of duty and then he has to go back in time to stop the world's worst criminal of all time, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Anyway, just that absurdity, I want the absurdity of Kung Fury with murder bear right just the idea of of a sentient teddy bear uh learning martial arts on on just a full revenge fueled fury i want everybody around the bear playing it serious as can be yeah that's what i was gonna say i think it needs to be absolutely absurd but played so straight Mm -hmm. that like you would so there's this meme going around okay and i was going to save it till later but i'll go ahead and ask you guys okay so pick a movie where you replace the entire cast but one actor with muppets <laughs> name the movie and name the actor you keep yeah uh back to the future but i want to keep thomas wilson uh biff as okay old. yeah okay um titanic but i want to keep 
the asshole fiance. <laughs> Billy Zane. Yes. Billy Zane. <laughs> Billy Zane. Uh, so mine was the very first Avengers movie, and I keep Robert Downey Jr. Um, <laughs> and like, so with all of these examples, it's like you have these characters that are playing these situations so straight. And sometimes the moments are comedic unintentionally. Like I imagine. So in this like world of uh, Robert Downey Jr. And everybody else's are Muppets in the Avengers. I imagine Robert Downey Jr. Plays it the exact same. And so the scene where he's like, that man's playing Galaga. It like cu- cuts over to a Muppet, like playing Galaga on a computer. <laughs> and that's hilarious. Like it, nothing changes, but it's unintentionally so much funnier now. <laughs> I think that's basically what we're doing with this. So we get like, you know, Sir Ian McKellen to play this older, wiser, uh, you know, head of this syndicate. Crime syndicate. Yep. Yeah. And he's playing it as absolutely straight as can be talking to the CGI bear Mm -hmm. that is like a murder bear. Yeah. And then we have like the scenes where the murder bear goes out looking for the, the criminals and just slashing everybody. And these guys have blood everywhere and, (laughs) uh, you know, getting just torn to shreds by this cgi teddy bear oh yeah and now Anna like, kendrick's the love interest of course yeah yes. thinking of like the comic book style and connections right we brought that up a few times now i'm getting like mad sin city vibes right and the bear oh, is yeah. the bruce willis character <laughs> oh yeah 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 anna kendrick he, he he rescues her like looking for the the, the bad guys and like in a in a dark alley she's getting you know mugged or something and he rescues her and and they become, you know, I I can't get too close to anybody. But but or you're so soft and cuddly. what if he doesn't actually rescue her? What if she's a criminal too? And he just assumed in the black and white way that he sees the world that she was the victim. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we got mm-hmm. to start him at the bottom. He's got a lot of, <laughs> a lot of things he's got to deal with, this poor bear. This poor bear. Yeah. This poor bear-sturd. Yes. But then, yeah, so he's going to figure out that his love interest and his mentor are both people who he would have not wanted to associate with if he yeah. knew who they were. I just want the final the final fight between Ian McKellen and the CGI bear. The bear, even though it looks like he's about to get his stuffing pulled out, he overpowers Ian McKellen. <laughs> he's got the knife to his throat and then just drops it. Oh, yeah. You're not worth it. Yeah. Ooh. okay. Here's a good one. They fight when at the midpoint he finds out that Ian McKellen's the lead of this uh, syndicate. Ian McKellen chops his arm off, but I mean, he's a bear and he replaces it with like some sort of, I don't know, freaking kitchen appliance or something. Grindhouse magic, yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, very grindhouse style, yes. Or it could be a leg, and that's like. That's how he he gets Ian McKellen on the ground. And he's got this, like I imagine, like a freaking mixer with like the two little arms, except they're fucking knives now. And he's got it right at his throat and it's going. He's like, you're not worth it. And then drops it because like he got his arm chopped off, but that's actually like his strength now. He's truly a murder bear. It wasn't until that moment whenever he got bossed by Ian McKellen in the first (laughs) fight that... He realized what he had to become. So, yeah. I want shots of him like walking 
down a dark road and passing by a toy store and sees like other bears just because they're not animated yet. They haven't been loved. And so they're not, they don't have the love. Is of, that the magic? That's the magic. That's, that the, that's the, the magic. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. I was gonna, I was gonna get into the semantics of it. Like why is this bear sentient? Mm-hmm. So it's the love from the family that made him sentient. The little boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the final shot of the film is, is the bear like looking up over a hill at a playground and all these little kids are playing down on the playground and you're left with, is he going to go down there and find a new, new little kid? Sequel potential. I like that because he's had to walk away from all of it. Do we think his love interest dies or that he realizes that they'll never work? She sacrifices herself for him. Yeah, she does. I think she comes around. She's like, she's kind of like held there. It's all she's known. But the reality is, uh, have y'all watched um, Hawkeye? No. No? Okay. Um, Maya is one of the characters in Hawkeye. And it's not really a spoiler. She she comes around on the idea that, like, I'm on the wrong side. And uh, I could I could be doing more. And so the love interest, like, it's one of those situations where you think she leaves. Like, during a fight or something, he's like you need to get out of here and you think she leaves, but you know, it's like die hard. You know, the guy in the the limo, uh, just right. Whenever you need her, she comes in and crashes against another car and prevents him from leaving or something like that. And, um, or pulls the fire alarm and smokes everywhere, allows him to escape or something. And so it's like, I kind of want, and, I kind of want Anna Kendrick to die. I want her to like oh, sacrifice okay. herself for, for the bear right before his main fight with Ian McKellen. And that's like, and now he's going in with all this rage and the power of love and, and then overpowers Ian McKellen and then drops the blender. No. Ooh. Yeah. And as she's dying, she's like, she's basically like, it's not your rage that makes you powerful. It's your love. Oh shit. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's, uh, it's, it's his love that makes him strong. And, uh, that's why he's the world's best murder bear. Yes, he is. We have a film. Cool. I think I think so. Um, what are we missing? Anything? Oh, okay. Last question. Most important question. What band is writing our like in credit song? Um, let's think here. Uh, let's go with Trapped. Oh my God! What are you? <laughs> what? <laughs> this is a horrible question. <laughs> It's just trying to take you on. <laughs> I was going to say like one of the new uh, emo bands like Swaco or Machine Gun Kelly or something. I think there's definitely some of that in the music. I like the idea of this really aggro song at the end. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. It's fuel. N- Yes. Instead of instead of Anna Kendrick, it's Ariana Grande that oh is the love interest, and it's actually like a love ballad song that's playing at the end. <laughs> <laughs> this is the dumbest. I love it. Uh, okay, for real. Uh, any any comments? Uh, questions? Are we all pretty set on Murder Bear? Okay, so uh, just one thing. So he he finds out that she's a bad guy. What brings him back to her? Is it like after the fight, after the initial fight where he gets his arm chopped off, like she nurses him back to health? I think it's more that's probably the betrayal, right? Like she, 
turns him in oh, or yeah. whatever, or leads him to the, the, so he's been like slicing and dicing his way through lower levels and they've been getting closer and he's been micromanaging the shit out of like 12 square (laughs) blocks of brooklyn yes yes and um oh we could go like a really random ass town we could go like portland and just be like seattle yeah but (laughs) buffalo he's just like running the streets of buffalo um anyway i i imagine she like the syndicate boss is like, okay, I've had enough. I need you to to bring him in. Or maybe he discovers that Anna Kendrick's close with the bear and asks her to bring him to him. And he feels like very betrayed by her. And he like maybe has a moment in there where he's like, I thought this was real. And she's like, I'm sorry. Maybe it was. I don't know. And he goes, no, clearly it wasn't. Or, you know, some some dialogue in there. And uh, anyway, fight with Ian McKellen, gets his arm chopped off. He thinks he's alone. Cue a low level in the syndicate that he was previously close with and let live or something like, um, oh, shit, Walton Groggins or somebody like that. Um, so throw in throw in Walton Goggins or Clifton Collins Jr. or somebody like that, and uh, that's who he goes and connects with, and they nurse him back, and then that character is the one that goes and talks to Anna Kendrick and is like, uh, you almost got this bear killed. And uh, yeah, anyway, that's whenever she realizes that she has affection for him. But they don't really see each other the rest of the movie. It literally is like an out of left field. She comes in. Like yeah. last second Hail Mary, like you you don't expect her at all. She gets the sword. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hundred percent. Coming cool. coming to warn him because she's got this insider knowledge. Right? She yes. wanted to reconnect with him. She just didn't make it. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's not your rage that makes you powerful. It's your love. <sighs> so good. So good. Package it up. All right, folks, hang tight. Brian's going to go write a log line for us. Hey, everyone. Just a quick reminder, as always, that these podcasts are for entertainment purposes only. These ideas are fresh, new, and sometimes submitted by you. Anything said is not meant to infringe on the copyright of any existing work of art, and everything is thought of during this show without any previous influence. If it sounds like something you've already seen or heard, what can I say? That's Hollywood, all out of fresh ideas. Thanks and enjoy. All right, folks, we are back from our break and ready to share our pitch with you. Murder Bear is an edge-of-your-seat action thriller. When a sentient teddy bear's entire family is murdered, the lonely bear sets out on a tale of revenge in the mean streets of Miami. Along the way, he meets a wise old mentor, a low-level sidekick, and the love of his life with a secret of her own. As he gets closer to the truth of his family, will he let his rage consume him, or will he find a stronger power within? Hell yes! (laughs) Oh, same order as all night, Tiffany. You're up. I saved the shit out of this. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. Oh, man. Um, I, yeah, I think I can't scratch it. I think there's like something inside of me that desperately wants to make murder bear. Um, I love 
anything where I'm taking a normal genre and just like completely flipping it on its head. And so I love the idea of like a CGI live action movie that's played 100% straight um, with a murderous teddy bear. So yeah, hell yeah, I save it. Here's the thing. I've I've said this time and time again. When I come on here, I I only save the, the shows that I, and the movies that I think I could write that I know would sell. That being said, I save the shit out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I always talk like, I like to save based off of, can I see it on screen? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I think I can see this on screen. Oh, 100%. I, I just like, I don't. I think it's like, it, it, I always say it, it's one of those where if the right people got a hold of it, mm-hmm. then it could easily make it to the screen and yeah. um, it could be freaking hilarious. Ship it off to Gary Sanchez. Oh, yes, yes. By the way, I just realized Gary Sanchez produces Succession, which what? I had no freaking clue. Um, Crazy. Yeah, because Adam McKay is a, uh, like he is like one of the, executive producers on succession okay. and um yeah what a turn his career is oh my like, god like good i mean yeah uh, yeah went from anchorman to vice yeah you know? <laughs> like, crazy i still want to see the uh don't look up his new uh the world is ending oh, yeah. um well let's get into what we're watching yeah let's do it um screw it tiffany you're up uh, the most recent thing I watched, folks, was Encanto on Disney Plus. And if you are how was, Ooh, it? How was if it? You are into animated movies? Uh, check it out. It was it was fun. Cool. You know, I, there's no end to the number of movies I will watch that Lin Manuel Miranda is involved in making was, happen. I'm just I was going to say it. it's got music it. from Lin Manuel. Um, he did one on Netflix though that I heard wasn't very good. I don't know. Even Rodgers and Hammerstein got to strike out sometimes. Give that man all the money. Just just do it. Vivo. Oh, see, I haven't even Vivo. seen it. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. But, you know, is what it is. Yeah, I agree. Like in the Heights. Um, I still need to watch Tick, Tick, Boom, though. That is definitely on my list. Uh, here, Andrew Garfield's amazing as he is in another thing that came out recently. No spoilers. What could I be talking about? Oh, who knows? Um, uh, which one do I want to do? You know what? Screw it. Andrew Garfield's in Spider-Man. And uh, yeah, I went and saw Spider-Man. And um, it was good. I It was damn good. And I cannot believe that oh, I now no. want... And that I now want another Andrew Garfield Spider-Man oh, movie. <laughs> I will agree with that. I will agree. Andrew Garfield had the best scene in the movie. Um, oh, God. Oh, God. I, I do not want to spoil that, but Andrew Garfield maybe actually probably had the two best scenes in the movie. Let me tell you, I bawled. I oh, yeah. It was fantastic. eyes out. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. I think... It's got a bit of end game syndrome in it where great moments don't necessarily make a great movie. And I had a lot of problems with the movie itself. There's a lot of structural story issues, but it was so fun. Like it's, it's easily the best movie experience I've had since Endgame, And it's like, you know, top, 
four or five overall best movie experiences. Like what come to mind for me are Titanic, the third Lord of the Rings, Endgame, Infinity yep. War, No Way Home, The Last Jedi. Like those are some of the best movie going experiences I've ever had. And it's right up there. I think for me, it falls in like the 10 to 12 best MCU films, but it was very good. Very, very enjoyable. I know a lot of people that it's like top one or two for them in the MCU. And I'm, I'm very, very happy that everyone that's a fan of any Spider-Man, uh, were fans of this one. I think it did a great job of bringing everything together. Yeah, it was solid. It was definitely a top five MCU movie for me. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 And I'm a Spider-Man fan though. And I have been for 25 years. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, seeing what we saw in that movie without getting crazy spoilers is, is mm-hmm. stuff that I wrote like stories about as a kid, um, right. like fan fiction, like things I would want to see on screen and, uh, or in a, in a comic book. Yeah. Um, and, and getting to see that, uh, as, as an adult, just, took me right back and absolutely enjoyed it. I think the smartest thing that that film did is that there were moments in it that felt like they were part of other films. Mm-hmm. And that was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the cuts, the sound editing, every, the score, the way that it just brought together everything over the past, golly, 2002. So my years, God, yeah. 20 years of of these films and just the way it brought it all together is is incredible um and they pulled it off you know they pulled it off they were able to get those actors and those storylines and yeah and pull it off the way they did yeah if uh it sounds like that was your what are you watching well it's <laughs> i mean it, it's 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 not but i was gonna go with something else i did see it i did see spider-man okay. i watched um don't look up we watched oh, it. okay. Yeah, the new Adam McKay movie. Adam McKay movie, yes. And it was really hilarious. Um, it's it's obviously um, an allegory. It's an allegory for climate change. Mm-hmm. But there are so many bits. I was like, are we sure we're not talking about COVID deniers here? <laughs> it, was, it was written well before 2020. Um, oh, man. Adam McKay just he, he punches on, a, on another level. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know Meryl Streep wearing a red hat with a slogan on it. She's the president, you know, and <laughs> it's it's great. Uh, uh, Jonah Hill does a great DJ TJ impression. Uh, I just it was great. Donald Trump, Donald John. Oh, Trump okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is a DJ TJ? Um, that's awesome. Yeah, I yeah. definitely that one's definitely on my list. Um, man. What a great uh, episode and what great what are you watchings? Like all three of these, what are you watchings yep. are things I want to watch. Um, we have Encanto. Encanto? Encanto. Yes. Encanto. That sounds Italian. <laughs> <laughs> it's Encanto, eh? Monolingual over here, so cannot help you. <laughs> Can you still hear it? Nope. Just you. <laughs> Um, Encanto, uh, don't look up and Spider-Man no way home. Check those out. Let us know what you think and please help us make murder bear. 
we all desperately want this to to happen. It is so stupidly entertaining that I could probably sit down and create a synopsis for it very quickly. Um, I don't know if that's sad or awesome, but, uh, yeah, three saves for murder bear. Really, really fun episode. I kind of love the episodes where it doesn't really follow a structure. We just kind of like talk about the movie and then it just kind of forms on its own. Those are always really fun to, to be a part of. So I appreciate you guys, uh, being here for that. Uh, as always, I am Brian Hayes. You can find me at redacted on Instagram and redacted says on Twitter. I'm Tiffany Albright. You can find me at tiffany.a.albright on Instagram. And I'm Andrew Brandt. You can find me on all the big socials at Writer Brandt and on my website, www.writerbrandt.com. And as always, you can find the podcast at Can We Say Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Be sure to like, follow, subscribe, do whatever you want to do. We'd appreciate it. Um, you know what I just thought about Andrew after like 15 minutes, 20 minutes of talking about it, Tiffany, have you seen Spider-Man or did you plan to? Cause I kind of feel like an ass. <laughs> no, I totally plan to, but I have not yet. This is awkward. You did not spoil oh, anything God. for anybody. You did. I was watching. Oh, no. You did a good job. Well, I mean, we kind of talked about something here's okay. I only talked about things that were in the trailers. Yes. Well, no, no. Well, yeah. But there are there's certain things that everybody knew going in. And even if you were 100 percent avoidant of spoilers like I was, you still knew it was going to happen going in. Sure. I also am not one of those people who believes that spoilers ruin the story. Right. Because otherwise, why would you rewatch the same movies over and over again? That's not actually the magic of the movie. I actually really agree with you. It's very wise. That is very wise. Wise words from Albright. (laughs) All right with Albright. That'll be my blog. I I like it. it. Yeah. Everything's all right with Albright. Yeah. I like it. Oh, man. I'll take uh, royalties whenever you can. Don't worry about it. Let's go to GoDaddy. Get you the donation right now. Let's go to GoDaddy. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, We really appreciate it. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye.